This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. Welcome to our monthly book chat. I'm Cheryl Arkell. And I'm Caroline Overington. And I love nothing more than having a chat about books. And so does Cheryl. So we thought we would share that conversation with you. Once a month, we'll discuss book and industry news, authors, and the books you should be reading. And maybe just a little bit of gossip. Now, this is uh, book chat final episode, Caroline Overington. Not final ever. No, final for the year, for 23. I want to ask you, before I ask you what you're reading. Yeah. What do you do for Christmas? Well, um, some years I, you know, I used to do one year on, one year off, and I'd spend it in San Francisco with my family over there. Uh-huh. So this year I'm spending it here with my entire family. And do you know there's so many of us. We've got 10 great, 10 nieces and nephews, I think, and then 10 greats. So and tw- they're raging, ranging, not raging, they're ranging from about eight or nine months to 10 years old or 15 or something. So there's 20 children at your Christmas. How brilliant is it that? It is. Yeah. It's really great fun. And there's always do Santa. Do you do it on the 25th or the 24th? No, we do it on the 25th. On the 25th. And there's always a Santa and people have to sit on Santa's lap, everybody. But the kids are usually in <laughs> awe of Santa. <laughs> and it's usually my brother. And stacks of presents. Stacks of presents. Although we've tried to bring that back over the years, like making more donations and but the kids get presents. Get, kids get presents. Yes. And what's your what's your Christmas meal? So we always do do a turkey and I like the whole turkey. I don't like the co- turkey buff. Um, the but, turducken. You don't do the turducken <laughs> where no, it's all rolled into yeah. one. No, we don't do that. And then we do Lebanese food around that. So we'll definitely have tabula. We'll definitely do um, the vine leaves with lamb and rice, and that's called mashi waranib. We'll do that. So there's some traditional fare. Um, and I know some how English to make that because I went to your friend's Sunday kitchen yes, lesson. Yes, you did. And she Karima made Hazam. that. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Isn't she the world's best cook? No, you're the world's best cook. <laughs> I think Karima's up there. She's really. <laughs> She's up there, but her you mother. are the best cook I've ever met. <laughs> yeah. I keep telling you to go on MasterChef. And no. now you've been hanging around with Matt uh, oh, Preston. You've Preston. got no excuse. I loved him. He's the best. But he's an, isn't he enormous? He's enormous. He's gigantic. I think I came to his waist. But, do you know, he really inspired us because he asked me what my favourite um, meal was. And, uh, you know, I said tabbouleh and mashiwarhanib. And I think we're going to do a food podcast next year. Oh, why don't you? Yeah, we are. That's a brilliant idea. But you have to be eating in the podcast. Okay. So it's going to sound good. Yum 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 yum. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do it. We're going to do that. So we we haven't um, we haven't thought of what to call it. Actually, if anybody's listening and they've got an idea, let me know. I'll call it nom nom nom. <laughs> so what do you do for Christmas? So this year I will be with my. So we're a blended family. Yes. So I'll be with my partner and then my two children and my former partner and his new partner and they have a baby together oh, how as well so so they're how little a baby little, she's almost two Clara. <gasps> perfect santa age exactly right perfect. so and everybody <laughs> is getting together but we celebrate on the 24th because we're right. european and oh. his new partner is she's polish so also celebrates right. on the 24th yeah. it's quite a religious occasion for her they would traditionally go to church and yeah. then you eat your meal on christmas eve you open your presents on christmas yeah, eve lovely. and then on 
on Christmas morning, you go to church. And that's been the same in our and family what do you as eat? well. So I am in charge this year of the pavlova, which oh, I'm happy wow. about. Yes. My partner is making the ricotta cheesecake. So I guess we're in charge of the desserts. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm also, there's a salad that is like a viral Instagram salad, a Christmas <laughs> salad that everyone is apparently making this year. And because it has mint and pomegranate right, and yeah. then couscous pearls, it's got the red and the green and the white. So it, that's why it's a Christmas salad. Oh, it's I like thought you were going to say Palestinian. No, it's like the colours of Christmas. <laughs> you knew it's I was like going to throw that in. It's, like the, it's a Christmas coloured salad. So I, she's given me the recipe. My, right. my former husband's new partner has given me the recipe for that. And so I'm going to I'm going to try my hand at that as well. So isn't it's going to be a joyful occasion. It is joyful, isn't it? I know some for some people Christmas is quite fraught. It's and hard. I've had some fraught ones. Yeah, um, yeah. But when they work, they work really well. I do like it when children are there. Yeah. That makes a really big difference. Two-year-olds are the best, oh, are they? Oh, they really are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the, the best. absolute best. And we, oh, we do KK and I've got my nephew who hopefully won't be listening to this because I'm buying him. You know, don't you? You can tell me later. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell him now because I'm going to buy him a gift voucher from Bercolo at Leichhardt because he loves that bookshop yeah. and he loves to read and yeah. that's what I'm getting him. They have one in Paddington in Sydney too, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. And I think there might be another one. Uh, not in Sydney. Yeah, out, yeah. out of Sydney. Interesting. Yeah, that was the first so one. So what are you going to read? Firstly, what are you going to read on the plane? To San Francisco. Um, I think when do you leave Boxing Day? I leave Boxing Day. I can't wait. And I haven't chosen my book, but it might be Jane's new book, Tilda is Visible. I've got a proof. But the other night at our Christmas party when you had laryngitis, uh, Belinda Alexandra was here and I pulled it out, pulled out my proof and apparently it's the last proof ever. No one... Because that's why I haven't I, read it. I was going to say, I don't think I have a proof. No, no one has a proof. I mean, they've just all gone. So I loaned for the night to Belinda because she was going to talk about it. And then when the night, and this was so awkward, when the night finished, I said, oh, thanks, Belinda, I'll have that back. She said, no, no, it's my copy. I said, oh, no, 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 I gave you that out of my bag. And she said, no, I bought that from home. And I thought, Cheryl, grow up. <laughs> I realised if she doesn't give me that, then I'm not going to have. I'm not going to be able to read. So did Jane's you have book. a handbag, Russell? <laughs> well, Tim Olive said he was going to film it. <laughs> and I, fighting you, over Jane's book. Over Jane's book. It was very funny. Anyway, it's I always won. exciting when a, when a friend of yours publishes a book too. Yes. It's such, because it's a nervous time, but it's an exciting time it too is, for the author. It is for her, and you get to join that sort yes. of sense of celebration around it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so dying to see. It. So when is it out in February? Uh, no, it's yeah, like well, it's a March release. It's, it's a March release. So yeah. end of February we'll end have it on Feb. the shelves. Yeah, oh, I yeah. can't wait. But listen, I'm going to tell you this. So we had a look at Nielsen Book Scan reports this morning. Christmas sales. I mean, this is extraordinary for the week ending the 9th of December. And I don't know if you've noticed this. There's a lot of people out there shopping this year. Heartstopper Volume Five has topped the bestseller list. Uh, does so that that's surprise me? Huge. Yeah, that's huge. But this is what's in- interesting. Australian book buyers purchase. This is so far. We're not finished yet because really you don't get the peak until Thursday, Friday. A hundred and forty-three thousand one hundred and thirteen different book titles. Fabulous. For Christmas. That is isn't fabulous. That fabulous. That's really sharing the joy, isn't it? It really is. Now, the best-selling genre was adult fiction, and it continues to be, and it's up 4%. But it is absolutely extraordinary, because you never look at it in that light. 143,000 different, different 
books. Different books. Not the same books. Do you know what, book. though? So you know how it's been really warm in Sydney, like the yes. last week and a half? I was on uh, Bronte Beach one Sunday afternoon, maybe Lucky two you. weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, just sunning myself and having a bit of a swim. And I, for the first time, looked around and saw people... Reading with books. real books, yeah, real books again, yeah. because there was a bit of a period of time where people were not buying books, and no. there was a period of time when they were reading on their Kindles. Yes, but everyone, I reckon, one in two towels, mm. wow. they were reading books. And me being me, I was very curious to see what they were reading, and I was kind of looking at some of the titles, and it was interesting the diversity, mm-hmm. like the young and women really are reading. no no two people are reading the same book usually. Sometimes. Somewhere, yeah. It depends. There was quite a lot of Lola in the mirror. Oh, like the Trent, Trent Dalton. Dalton. There was quite a lot of that because that's really a pre-Christmas book. Yes. So people will buy it as a present, but yeah. all, they were already buying it for themselves yeah. to read over the summer. Yeah. And I think it'll be a big one for the airport too. Yeah. People will buy it to yes. read on the plane. That's right. There's a book out that you and I have not read that every person under the age of 20 has read. I think it's called Iron Wing. Mm-hmm. I haven't read I know, it. No, Fourth Wing. Fourth, fourth Wing. Fourth Wing, Iron Flame. Someone will correct us. It's The New York Times has called it a mix between romance and fantasy. So it's romanticy. Oh, wow. <laughs> romanticy. Wow, wow, wow. And it's apparently a little bit like Hunger Games but with dragons. Oh, wow. And so it's sort of surrealist, sort of sci-fi, sort of magical realism. There's a heroine at the heart of it. You know, she's kind of racing along and doing her thing. And that is selling hand over fist. Now, I heard actually from one of your staff yeah, that they had a midnight launch mm-hmm. of this book and it was the biggest launch since Harry Potter. It's amazing, isn't it? Do you know what I love about young people? How they set trends. They do. They really set trends and it usually starts on TikTok. These days it does. And And I worry about that because I don't want it to start on TikTok because I think TikTok is a China-owned platform and it's not great. But that is where young booksellers have gathered. They yeah, have gathered I mean, on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok myself. I'm not either, no. But, but that's where they gather. That is where they gather. I mean, even recently, and I won't talk politics, but, you know, there was a big group, a, a country, a state that was trying to stop uh, some of the content on TikTok. And apparently TikTok came back and said no, because this is the platform and it's viral and this is what young people want and this is what young people are saying. And they didn't touch it. Whereas Meta have been trying to edit as they go. Facebook. But, so yeah, Meta's yeah. Facebook. Is now, yes. I don't really um, notice a lot of book content on Facebook. I do Instagram. notice a lot of book Yes, on Instagram. So I do a couple of little reels each week. I do what I bought home from the office because I have a huge stack of books coming to the office where I'm the literary editor. But this is um, publishers mainly hoping that, you know, our – we will review their books and we will get critics to mm. review their books and I can't possibly take them all home. My no. house would sink into the ground. That's right. So I take home, I try to bring home a maximum of three, which yes. is about all I can. And I'll I read one segment. and I'll sample some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that has really good engagement. Although I have to say nothing got quite the engagement of a film I made of a wasp carrying a huntsman spider <laughs> up my fence. So <laughs> there's still some things about Australia that overseas <laughs> Instagrammers right. find great. Grotesque yeah, yeah. and hypnotising at well, the same time. Well, you know, time. overseas people, they think that all over the city, all over the country, there are deadly animals. Well, like, there are. You know, know. Yeah. we just don't mind. they think that kangaroos just, you know, uh, around the streets of Sydney. Although they are in some places. They are. Yeah, in, yeah, my yeah, mother has Sydney. them in her front yard. Yeah, and when I go to holidays down south, they're everywhere, but not, not in Sydney. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But anyway, enough insects. Tell me, what was your book of the year? Um, wow. I mean, for you personally, like what did yeah, you love? Maybe it's Lessons in Chemistry. Maybe it's Wifedom. There's a couple of books that I've quite liked. So Lessons in Chemistry, the author of that's coming to Australia yes, next yes. year for a couple of events. I think yeah. one in Brisbane, you know, one we, in Melbourne. Yeah, and the Sydney Writers' Festival. And the Sydney Writers' Festival. And I recorded a podcast with her before the book took off. But can I tell you this? You know my John Brown died this year a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I'm so heartbroken. You know the other day I think I felt him in the room? Or I, I, I thought I saw him, you know. Yeah. But anyway, I decided, you know what, Cheryl, you need a little bit of escapism, right? I was really, really sad and I thought, I'm going to I'm gonna watch Lessons in Chemistry. It's on there's a series on Apple TV and you know, that'll be fine, it'll be entertaining, you'll love it. They've made the Apple series of that book already. Yeah, yeah. Are it's you really serious? Good. I thought it only came out this year. Yeah, no. Oh last year maybe. No, the year before. Wow, that's Yeah, fast. it's been on the bestseller list for a long time. Anyway, so I sat myself down, I made a cup of tea and I thought this is going to be joyous, you know, because I'd really kind of forgotten. I'd read it like three years ago. <laughs> anyway, we got to the third episode where the story is told, and I'll probably cry with this, from the perspective of the dog who's called 6.30. Oh. Oh, my God. At that instant, if I could have gone out there and bought another dog, I would have. I love 6.30 so much. And then I was bawling. And, and I, you're missing John Brown so I much. It, so I had but to John Brown was such a bouncing dog as well. well I can so imagine beautiful. that you do still see him out of I the do. corner of your eye. I do see him. Because he had such a huge personality. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I never thought of him as going for a walk. I always thought of him as going for a bounce. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you had all those little clips of him and he would literally bounce, bounce. down the path way to the always, park. Always. Like it was, yeah. Do you know I've not been able to go back to the park yet? Oh, not yet. Okay. No, but I will. It'll come. Uh, it, it will, it will. And everybody's got their lovely dogs out there and, yeah, it will come. You know, I'm thinking next year I'm, I'm not going to get a dog for a while, but I might foster dogs. Yes, if that's a good idea. Yeah. And especially, you know, you can foster those blind dogs too. Yes. The ones, not, the dogs are not blind. Yes. But they're for blind people, yes. Yes, and I'm a disciplinarian, so I could probably do that job. You would. <laughs> 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 it's like, sit, stand. Anyway. All right. So I want to talk about some of the big books yes. that we've had this year. Yellow Face, which I know you've read. Yellow you Face read that. has been amazing. I know, people are still and talking about actually, it. Actually, that was one of the books that I saw young women in particular reading, reading. on the beach. Yeah. Yes. Black Sheep by Judy Nunn. Oh, Always. yeah. Well, Judy's amazing. Isn't she just so yeah. well? And loved. she captures the heart of Australia. That yeah. sense of it's always a very Australian book. And anytime you say her name, Judy Nunn, people have the same response of you. Oh, yeah. You know. She's a bit like, you know how people have the same response to Brian Brown? Yeah. Oh. Because she's very... We astri- need to talk about Brian Brown. What, you d- gazumped me. 
Did I? You did. I thought you were going to have a tea cake with him. I did, but he came into the office and then he said, oh, and I was at Caroline's house. No, I went to his house. That's what he said. Yeah. He said Caroline came to him. I said, she did not. I did. And everybody and wants to know, what's it like? What's it like? <laughs> it's crammed full of art. I can imagine. It's cr- like it's jumble. It's one of those houses that looks like, you know, they've, had, they've just added the rooms as they've right. needed them, as they've gone on over the years. It's really well lived in. And was Lots she of- home? She, no, Rachel wasn't, wasn't there. there. She was at the farm. But uh, it was lots of rugs, lots of art, lots of objects he's collected over the course yeah. of his life and his travels. Really well lived in. And you could tell it was full of love. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. sometimes I sometimes walk into a house these oh, days yeah, and it's, it's so minimalist now. That's the fashion, isn't it? And I can see how it's attractive and so on. But this was a house you could see was crammed with yeah. love well, and I memories and him, dinner parties and wine. And I said to him, she's always competitive with me and she <laughs> knew you were coming in here and she knew I was going to make you cake, so she went to your place. <laughs> he He's said, I didn't delightful. know, I didn't know. Did you read The Drowning, his <laughs> yes, book? Yes, I did. Yeah, I really He's loved it. He's a nice it. writer. Yeah. But do you know what else I loved about him? One, he's from Western Sydney. He is, yeah. And he's still connected. He's like the they, real deal. There's, there's yeah. an ownership out there of him as yeah. well. Yeah, he's I the real deal. I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's the real deal. Anyway, he wasn't on my list, but I loved him. Do you know on that day, I think in, in two days, I had Brian Brown, Trent Dalton and Chris Hammer. Oh my God. I'm surprised you didn't have like a group of women out the front as well with marry me signs. That's right. So speaking of Trent, Lola in the mirror, he is the nice, I was feeling particularly unwell when Trent came in about what was happening in Palestine and I was really having, I know you know I've had a hard time with it and I was having a particularly hard time that morning and I was trying to, you know, hold back the tears and he just wrote me the most beautiful note. About he, he may be the nicest person alive. Yeah, I'm keep waiting. I keep waiting to hear that there's some deep, d- yes. dirty secret. But there but isn't. I don't think there, there is. Isn't. I really He's don't. He's just a genuinely yeah. nice human being. And you know, I think full well, of the warmth and empathy, yeah. empathy and love. Do you think it's because of the way he grew up? Yes. Like because it was a bit hard scrabble. Yes, yes I do. And he because had to I sort of fight for everything. Way. Yeah, he could be can. really angry, right? But he talks about what happened. I had this story, I had the same story on the same day, which is quite extraordinary. I interviewed Richard Flanagan's brother, what's his name? Martin. Martin. And Martin told me what saved him from that dreadful boarding school was meeting the love of his life. And then that evening I went to a launch where Trent was talking about his book and he said what saved him was the love of his life. Yes. Isn't I that got in- that both on the same day. Isn't that interesting? Yes. And two men as well who are prepared to open up and be vulnerable and prepared to say, I need a connection with another human being. That's right. I need a family. That's right. I need my my loved ones around mm. me. That is how I feel whole. Yeah. And also I feel with him, Trent, that he wears his heart on his sleeve and I do too. Like I yeah. I mean he's much better with words than I am. But I do feel that there's that he really does feel things. There is a compassion there. And do you know as well, I find remarkable that fame, I think, and success can be toxic. Yes. Even in very small quantities. It can affect people quite badly. It's very easy to run off the rails when, you know, everyone's fating you and telling... They always say, actually, that um, failure is much easier to deal with than success. Success is really hard Mm. so that you don't become 
you know, the kind of person nobody wants to be, yeah. vain and self-absorbed yeah. and, yeah. and awful. And and Trent has had an enormous amount of success. He doesn't really have a role model for it because of his kind of hard scrabble right. background. And now suddenly you've got these very famous people making your book into a Netflix yeah. series and so on. And he's as humble today oh, and as sure. down to earth today as the day I think I met him as a, as a young man yeah. just starting out as a, as a magazine writer. And really writer. appreciates how he got here, yeah. you know, like he talks about it a lot. And I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but I do. And he's always giving back. He replies to comments. He, he connects with He readers. loves his audience. He's yeah. so grateful mm. that if you've got... $20 or $19 or $29 yeah. if you're buying the latest edition, you spend it on his book. He can't quite get his head around yeah. it. He's so happy that he you is. did. He wants you to have a good experience. Mm. He really hopes that you read it, you enjoy mm. it, that it, it talks to you somehow, that you find something in it that can uplift you. Mm. He's he's the real deal. Yeah, no, I like him a lot. I really do. All right, Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaris. So that's the one. That's, that's, the, the, that's one. the Iron Flame sequel that had the biggest That's why it's on our launch. list. It's been massive. I want to talk about Wifedom because I didn't expect it to be as successful as it was. Why? Why? Well, this is, I've got this theory and I was talking to Richard Osman about this. Sometimes books are of the moment. Yes. And that's why they sell. Yes. And that's why readers read them. Yes. And I feel that Wifedom was of the moment. Well, there's a couple of other things though. She's well known as a as a beautiful writer. She she's is a beautiful the, writer. Anna Funder has won the Miles Franklin and she's won other major literary awards around the world and I think people regard her very highly. So Definitely. she's up there with Al Flanagan. You know, yeah. she, well, but no, she, she doesn't, she's, she's not in out that there, class of, yes, but she doesn't put out that many books. Like She, she doesn't, doesn't. She takes no, her time, yeah. which I think people appreciate yeah. as well. Starzy Land was the first. Yeah. All That I Am all is that I am. second. Yeah. So she does. She takes her time. I also think... I mean, I thought uh, Wifedom was beautiful, yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. I understood much more about George Orwell. I understood much more about the times in which he lived, you know, the Spanish War and also the the sense of um, the way women's lives were so in the service of men at the yes. time. Um, so she's got that going for her. She's well known as a beautiful writer. Then again, she is a beautiful, beautiful writer, writer. So you know when you and start reading And she's also a beautiful book, person. She's a wonderful person. She's and very, also, very generous. And also, did you notice that she was wearing sneakers? She she worked she worked so hard in promoting that book. On her book launch, yeah, she, and she, she went was around wearing, the country. Yeah, she was wearing runners, and I thought, go girl, you go, go girl. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. And I also really loved it. Quite apart from that, so you know when you finish a book mm. and you you expect it to be good, and then it is good. But it was one of those ones I wanted to tell people yeah, about. Yeah. And you yourself know, as it was particularly with your background in yeah. publishing, how important word of mouth is. Absolutely. So if people are telling other people yeah. this is really good, it'll yeah. sell. I see it a lot at the airport. I see people have it in their handbag. Okay, this is an interesting one and also one that I came late to the party on, Recipe Tin Eats. Oh, how could you be late to that party? That I was party's really? been going away. I am telling you, I was late to that party. She's fabulous, Nagi. Isn't she fabulous? Yeah, yeah, she's absolutely fabulous. And the best thing about her recipes is absolutely anyone could make them. That's right. Anyone. That's what people and, tell me. And she says, you know, I don't go to the fancy supermarket. I'm not I'm not going to ask you to go to some obscure place in the middle of nowhere to yeah. get this one ingredient that you can't pronounce. Yeah. All my stuff comes from Aldi or Coles or Woolworths or whatever it is, your local store. You go down there and... It's simple, but it's flavoursome. It always looks impressive. She actually has contributed a recipe to us to run over the summer, which is a, um, I think, 
I think I'm going to say this right. It's a Nutella cheesecake. Oh, wow. And it's divine. <laughs> it's absolutely divine. And then she's got that big bouncy dog too mm. who everybody yeah, loves. Who everyone and, loves. And she's got a wonderful sense of um, sense of joy, yeah, which I yeah, think yeah. people relate to. Yeah. No, well, that's wonderful and I'm super happy for her. I, I don't have a copy of the book yet. Copies yeah, in the I think first it, week. Yeah, I think it's it sold a lot. I, have, I, don't have, I don't have it yet, but I've got to get one. Now, listen, I think we're all out of time, right? Well, um, Merry, Merry Christmas. Yes, now, Cheryl, I call, thank you. I, um, I love you, you know. Oh, we've thank known, you, We've Carol been friends for more than 10 right years and I love you. Yeah. And I know that it's been an unbelievably difficult year. It and has been a really tough year. broken for you again and again. Uh, one thing I would say about um, Cheryl is that you are always there for your friends mm. and it is an honour and a privilege to be there for you this year um, as you contemplate, again, the loss of your mum and John Brown and, and, and those um, events that have – I see how affected you are and and because I love you, I, I, I sense your, your pain mm. and um, – I want you to go away to San Francisco. I want you to have be cradled in a bosom of love over there, rocked in a cradle of love, <laughs> and and come back to us and back to the book world so we can talk more about reading and writing and loving and cooking and all those things that you do so well. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.